Welcome to Rogue News. We are the preeminent geostrategic, geoeconomic, and geopolitical news show on YouTube and on the web. Join us for hard-hitting analysis, behind-the-scenes strategy, and brutal commentary. Find out why many consider us the place to get their news and information. Check us out at roguenews.com. Follow us on Twitter at Real Rogue News, Facebook, and most of the popular podcasting apps. Most of all, remember to subscribe, like, comment, and share. All right, good day everyone, it's CJ, and I'm very excited today to be delivering another edition of Rogue Money Radio. Now, on today's show, we are going to take a little bit of a different angle, different twist in terms of the discussion, in part because I know many of our audience members are very engaged in their communities, supporting great organizations that are truly making a difference, and whether you volunteer, whether you donate, I think this gentleman that I'm about to introduce is by far one of the best in terms of helping institutions. He has been in the industry so long. My guest today is Marv Leroy, and Marv is the president and CEO of the Institute for Philanthropic Excellence. Marv has been committed his 35-year career to leading non-for-profit organizations in professional, volunteer, and consulting capacities. He has helped to advance the missions of dozens of entities in education, health, human services, and arts and culture arenas. He has assisted with raising more than $250 million for wonderful causes. He is also a professor at the Institute for Higher Education Leadership at the College of St. Rose and regularly presents at conferences and workshops in areas of nonprofit management, fundraising, strategic planning. So today's guest could not be more informative regarding his work, everything that he has done. I've had the opportunity to meet Mark before. He's a great individual. He's very passionate around his work, the organizations that he supports. So Marv, welcome to Rogue Money Radio. Carlos, thank you for that wonderful introduction. Uh, I'm going to have you do this every day for me. <laughs> Let's do it. You know, I can I can record it. You can show it now. Uh, V's not doing the interview today, but argumentally, V potentially is even better. He has a really, but again, your resume, your background. Uh, I it was funny the moment that we met that evening. Uh, we met with one of our colleagues, and it was almost that I, that you had been a friend for life. I think that you have that type of personality what you bring to the industry and that evening no doubt learning about your passion so that's why i was excited to get schedule you for an interview share about the wonderful work that you're doing with your organization yeah we really appreciate that obviously in the world of nonprofits to have an opportunity like this is uh, is as good as it gets and to be able to talk to as many people as as you attract to your following um you know i, I hope uh, we reach out to more and more people across the country uh, the institute is a national a nonprofit oriented consulting group. We have projects uh, all over the country, and uh, we have 32 people in 17 states who are ready to roll anytime uh, I need them. So we, uh, we're ready to be in any community that wants us. That's great. And time after time, you know, we'll get emails, you know, from organizations that saying, hey, you know, could you help? What can you do? Uh, and also in the, in the community that I live with, friends, family members, some of the great things that are going on. And that primarily has been, you know, one of your focus and your goals. So let's talk a little bit around how your company, how you make a difference for the communities, the organizations that you serve. I think the, the, the biggest thing that, uh, and it, it's not that it makes us unique, it's not surprising to anybody that people in the nonprofit arena 
tend to be people of a you know a certain compassion and, and, a, and a sympathetic uh, person about having their community be as strong as it can be, and and the organization certainly people to be as strong as they can be. And um, you know all of the, the the folks who I've brought into the institute who who work on projects, you know we're all volunteers in our communities the same way everybody else is out there, and you know we we live and breathe that that true philanthropy. Uh, you know, the, the true definition of the word philanthropy is love of mankind. And all of us embrace, you know, that, that, that way of thinking and the principles associated with it. Uh, so it, it, it shouldn't be surprising that uh, we, we created something. Uh, and, you know, the Institute is just, it just in its fourth year. We're still growing uh, by leaps and bounds, but we are still growing. Um, you know, we're, we're all about helping organizations to be, you know, better than they were yesterday. You know, we, we always say our mission is your mission. Uh, you know, we, we were very, uh, very much um, oriented around getting to know our partners, uh, you know, understanding the environment and the culture that they live within. We're not cookie cutter. Uh, you know, our, we, we created the, the Institute to be really a nonprofit oriented organization. I, I actually even uh, petitioned the IRS for a 501c3 designation. They weren't going to do that for a, a consulting group, but we said we're going to run our we're going to run our business that way. Um, everything we do is about, uh, you know, running our business the same way that nonprofits do. And, um, you know, it, it, it resonates. People in the, in the nonprofit arena are drawn to us uh, because we, we get it. We understand. And, um, you know, when we talk about the projects that we were engaged in, we, we, we talk about three goals all the time. You know, raise money, which is what people are most focused on. Uh, and that's surprisingly a lot of people that when they turn to the Institute are looking at campaigns uh, and, and usually fundraising campaigns. But you know, we, we do a lot more than that. We do anything related to what we refer to as external affairs, anything that can help expand the mission. We raise money, we raise profile and awareness, and we raise capacity for the future. Uh, we don't want these engagements to be like Nova's that flare out beautifully as a star and then burn themselves out and then return back to you know, the place you were before you started. Right. It's about elevation. It's about elevation of everything that you do in your in your community to uh, to expand mission. And our tagline is is pretty simple. Uh, frankly, I was shocked that no other consulting group had had used this. Uh, more money, period. More mission, period. Yes. And, and we live that out every day. Yeah, that that's wonderful. And and I've been in, uh, involved with you know nonprofit organizations, and I know mm -hmm. for the most part, several of several of them start as you know, grassroots movements, whether it be, it's, you know, family members advocating for a cause. And they need organizations like yours because not everyone is, is understanding of a nonprofit, uh, ways for them as far as, you know, building sustainability to continue the work that they do. So that's why I'm very excited about your institute, what you're helping to do uh, to make a difference. Yeah, and, you know, I when when you're in the world that we're in, um, we, we deal with a lot of uh, smaller to middle-sized nonprofits. As a matter of fact, our, our, our part of our mission when we started the institute was, you know, not just to be another consulting group. You know, most everybody who works within the institute framework now has worked for another larger consulting group, and you know, we raised a lot of money for groups. Uh, in my bio, you speak of of my having raised over 250 million. I actually probably need to adjust that because. I'm a lot closer to 400 million in the money. <laughs> um, that that was um, probably three or four years ago, and since that time, with the other projects I've had, we continue to grow that number. Uh, but but we we don't we see varied levels of sophistication. We see varied levels of, of staff, of board engagement, 
at all these organizations that we're, we're working with. And I, and I we, we really take a lot of pride in being affordable and being committed to where our clients are on the spectrum of, of the resource development work. Uh, and and we, you know, we, we do whatever we can do. Yeah, we take as much pride in helping an organization raise two or three million in a campaign as we do helping somebody raise 102 million. Uh, as a matter of fact, in a lot of cases, that $2 million raised by a small community organization might be even more transformational than a $100 million campaign. Um, so, so we really, I mean, we really wanted to be able to focus on uh, being available as counsel to anybody. And, and we, we take great pride in, in never having to say no to right. a partnership. Um, that isn't always the case with some of the larger firms. Uh, that, that's just not who they are and what they're focused on. And that's, that's fine. There's plenty of those billion-dollar campaigns at universities these days to keep those folks busy. Sure. That's, not, that's not where our focus is. You know, we'd, we'd rather be more engaged in, in communities with, uh, with the organizations you've already described. Sure. Mark, and to help our audience understand that a little bit more, could you share a little bit around any current uh, projects or any current initiatives that you're currently you know, involved with? I think that would help our sure. listeners to gain a grasp of understand what that means. Yeah, and then, well, you know, Carlos, do you remember? It was, it was really a specific project where we were introduced, uh, or, or at least a specific area of, of, of nonprofits. And I'll get to that in just a second. In general, you know, we, we really cover the whole spectrum. You know, I spent, uh, God, seven or eight years uh, working for two national consulting groups who exclusively dealt with colleges. And, um, you know, I, I got to a point where it was time to, to, to you know, bridge out and, and do other nonprofits. You know, as you mentioned, I you know, have a 35-year oh, career. I mean, how, how did I get that old? <laughs> Over 35 years, I've worked in, in education at varied levels, in health organizations, in community organizations, arts and cultural groups. So I, I really wanted to kind of return back to my roots and be able to do all nonprofits. So, so that's really what took us into that domain. And, and when I look at our portfolio of, of plot partners, as we refer to them, uh, it's a, it's a great mix. We really have organizations in, in the six regions of the country. As we cut the you know cut the country up, um, we have multiple projects in each one of those six areas across that spectrum. Uh, and then the the one in particular that brought us together was uh, our work in the world of um, disability services and support services for um, college students. Yes. Uh, and we, were, we were specifically talking. Uh, well, we were mostly talking about autism. But, it, you know, the conversation took us into talking about uh, ADHD, uh, dyslexia, you know, some of the other cognitive um, uh, challenges that, that these young people may be dealing with. Well, young and not so young. I mean, um, you know, I, I, we, were, we were talking when the night we were together that, you know, when I was a younger uh, professional, I, I was running a child development center and we had uh, preschool education uh, students. And you didn't see very many students back then uh, diagnosed with autism. It was very rare. Uh, today, it's a whole different game. Uh, the autism spectrum has been greatly expanded. Uh, diagnoses are better. And we're seeing more young people um, who, are, who are diagnosed and then getting services. The one thing we never imagined back you know, 20, 30 years ago was that these, these children would grow to be young adults and go off to college. Um, right, and correct. now they are. And here, here they are. And you know, and I have these other expanded areas of, uh, of um, well, we, we try to stay away from words like disabilities. And, and we were talking about, you know, some new terms in education, uh, students who learn differently, mm -hmm. you know, who perhaps support services can find great success edu in the educational world, higher educational world. 
Uh, and we're helping a number of organizations right now. It's rather uh, ironic, I think, given my background, that all of a sudden I'm helping a college, Empire State College in Saratoga Springs, uh, do a campaign that includes an initiative around development of a center of excellence in autism education uh, at, at, the, at a very high uh, collegiate level. Wonderful. Dealing with an organization, 1812 ADA, uh, an organization based in northern New Jersey, that uh, is dealing with the, the entire spectrum from K-12 right through employment, helping persons with ADHD and dyslexia specifically, but some of the other other areas that we just mentioned. Um, you know, they're, they're putting together a national council on colleges to build out uh, standards uh, and best practices for those uh, colleges, especially community colleges, to help, uh, help those individuals who need assistance and need support services to, in fact, disclose that they have a disability. Right. Uh, and we, we now know that statistically only one in four college students ever tell the college that they're at that they need a little help. You know, they need some support services to be successful in, in classroom. Yeah. Uh, in another, in another um, environmental uh, places. We, want, we, need to, we need to fix that. And we need to, we need to have disclosure and then you know, we need to make sure that they get the services they need. And many of those, those colleges, and I've spent a lot of time around the two-year community and technical colleges, they do wonderful work in providing support services, but they have to know that you need them. So, so a lot of what we're trying to do is to um, create standards that are being self-identified um, self and self-proclaimed by the colleges to help direct them to, you know, to do better programs for those, those persons in need. So I, I'm, I'm actually, um, you know, looking to raise uh, some money for uh, 1812 ADA to help further the development of that national council. So, uh, you know, we could use a couple hundred thousand dollars and we're going to change the world the way, you know, those, those folks help those, those persons who learn differently. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very important. It's very important. Uh, let me get a little bit of an echo. So, yeah. So when you think of, whether it's, you know, I have a son who's high-functioning autism, but when mm -hmm. you think in part whether it's a, a family member, whether it's a, uh, a a niece, nephew, or or even it could be a neighbor. And just right. yesterday I had a friend whose son uh, attended a special academy for high-functioning, and it was very exciting because they actually received an, an admission letter uh, into a university. So I was very excited for them. And that's why, you know, I'm really applauding, really championing your effort to make a difference. I, I firmly believe that universities, they want to help. I think they want to build those inclusive education environments, but perhaps they may, need, may, they may need a little help, a little bit of direction. And I think that's what, that your organization can help in building that and helping uh, those with not only autism, but with a range of different uh, you know, again, exactly what you said, those with different abilities. Right. And, you know, you've had uh, a, a nation, a number of presidential administrations, certainly certainly gubernatorial administrations in the states have, have done everything they can do to promote and champion college. And, and uh, everybody should go off and at least, you know, try it and, and, and try to advance themselves educationally so they can position themselves for careers. And, and in better jobs and, uh, and in ways they can support families and, and themselves. Um, I don't think at any point in the history of higher education has there been a greater emphasis on completion. And completion, uh, you know, one of the biggest components of completion is ensuring that you have all of the, the resources you need and the tools you need to be successful. And uh, those, those colleges and universities today 
are, are, are trying more so than they ever have in the past to ensure success in their students. And it isn't as though that wasn't always a part of the, the equation, but now it's about making sure that people you know, actually graduate and enter the workforce in areas that are needed. You know, I, it, studies are still out there that, that show that, you know, the average four-year degree at, a, at a, an American university or college takes five and a half years. Right, right. Um, that's, there's something going on there that, that just doesn't uh, add up, other than tuition bills that are, that are being paid that don't need to be. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. So how can how can our listeners how can they can how can they get involved? How can they learn more about your wonderful work, Marv? Well, you look at every, every, most everybody in the world who has been successful at something in, in, in a career path uh, has, has found their way out of out a nonprofit board at some point in time. I mean, we we know in the world of nonprofits, we're we're constantly looking for people to get engaged, to become a part of helping those organizations be great. Uh, so what, what, what everybody should seek to do is to continue to do that. And if you're not doing as much as you possibly can, find a way to do more for, for the nonprofits in your community, whether it's, the, you know, your alma mater or the local YMCA or Boys and Girls Club or, or you know, arts and, and theater group, you know, whatever inspires you and, and, and compels you to want to do something great in your community, jump on board. Uh, when you, after you do that, when you need some help, to, uh, to raise money and, and raise capacity and, uh, you know, and, and help make the organization uh, great and, and elevate its place, uh, give us a call. The Institute's ready to, to respond. As I said, we have 32 professionals in 17 states. We have proximity. We understand, the, you know, the environment that, that these organizations live in, the culture that they live in, and we take great pride in, in being local uh, even though we have a, a global perspective and we have global resources, uh, we, we, you know, we really see these as very personal relationships. So you can certainly contact us. Uh, you're flashing up screen uh, slides on the screen. You see yes. our website, our email address, our phone numbers. Uh, you know, all you need to do is, uh, you know, throw us into a search engine and we'll pop right up. Uh, the Institute for Philanthropic Excellence. Here's some examples of our partnering organizations. These are just uh, illustrative um, and some of the ones we're working with right now. Um, we, you know, we've had dozens and dozens of, of the great, uh, great opportunities to work with great organizations over the years. You see the great diversity of, uh, you know, the, absolutely, the, absolutely within that spectrum of, of nonprofits. Uh, you know, there are the one point. I think that last count there was about 1.8 million nonprofit organizations in the United States. That's probably two times too many. Uh, we'd like. To consolidation and organizations work together because there aren't enough fundraisers to go around. There isn't enough money to go around to continue to support uh, so many great organizations that um, you know, we always try to inspire you know, a more regional approach, you know, finding ways to merge or, or collaborate uh, and, and begin to work together. We actually have done campaigns with multiple organizations of a common interest. Uh, and that's a way for everybody to save money and to be more efficient in, in their, their resource development. Uh, so these are just great examples. In, in particular, one of the things that we're, we're now looking at, uh, again, we, we, we talk about running ourselves like a nonprofit. We are going to start, uh, as a matter of fact, I've got all the pieces. I just need to you know, take this last step. We're going to create a companion organization uh, that will be the, um, well, it's, it's going to be IEP, or IPE, sorry, IPE Foundation. Uh, we're going to create a nonprofit uh, companion organization that's going to uh, work side by side with us that will allow us to raise money from people to create an endowment fund to spin off money annually to provide capacity building grants to nonprofits. 
So those smallest of the organizations who don't even have the, the initial seed money to, to start an engagement with us, in spite of our very, very, um, you know, very good pricing model, um, there's still groups that can't afford to, to bring us on board. Sure. We're going to help do that. We're going to raise money from people. We're already in discussions with philanthropists who like the idea. And, you know, we hope to raise a few million dollars and be able to help uh, 10 or 12 organizations every year through grants. Uh, so that's another way people can get involved. And uh, if you're interested in jumping on board there, call me. I'd love to talk to you. Excellent. Excellent. Marv, uh, your work is just so important. And again, uh, you, I saw the list, the impact that your, your organization is making and helping the different communities. Just so important work. So I really want to thank you. Any other closing thoughts, Marv, that you'd like to share with our listeners? Carlos, I really appreciate uh, this opportunity. We're, we're going to try to do a lot more of this. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, in, in our world, we, we get so, you know, so caught up in the work that we do that sometimes we forget that we, we still have to do some of the business side and the outreach. And I, I'm blessed to have uh, so many great coaches, as we refer to them, all over the country who are really engaged and, and uh, really get the business side of consulting. Um, we, I, I think 90% of the organizations we've worked with have come to us very organically. Somebody introduced so-and-so, somebody saw uh, you know, a, a quick note about who we were and, and called one of the people in their communities. Uh, we, we, we're, we're referred all the time now, and that's happening more and more often, and we'd like to see more and more of that happen. Uh, I, I don't like to sit behind a booth at a conference or convention and, and be that guy. I'd rather <laughs> introduce somebody like you, have a great conversation, you know, decide we like each other pretty quickly and, and, and look to get busy and, and do some great things. Uh, so we're going to keep doing our business that way, but we really appreciate you putting us in front of millions of people. And I hope a couple of folks, you know, take the time to call or email me and we'd love to build, uh, you know, build more partnerships. That's what we're all about. Absolutely. We can definitely do this again, uh, Marv. And also, please, uh, one more time, just plug your website again, just so our listeners know where to go. And I'll make sure yeah. to add all the links in the video description as well. Again, I was astounded that nobody in the nonprofit world had, had used moremission.com. Uh, pretty easy. We're all about growing mission. So moremission.com. And uh, we got a lot of great stuff, including uh, resource uh, papers and some other things to help organizations uh, just kind of get started and, and see some of the things that we could help with. You know, one of the things that we 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 went after the institute term uh, because we were really grounded in education and wanting to contribute to the body of knowledge of philanthropy. We continue to do that, and there's some really good papers up online. Excellent. Very good. I want to thank you once again, Marv, for being with us today. So everyone, please make sure to uh, like this video. Also, please make sure to subscribe, uh, share this in your community, because I know each one of us has some part of helping in the communities that we live, that we serve to make a difference. So Marv, thank you so much for being with us today. Much appreciated. We'll look forward to doing it again sometime. Absolutely. Take care. You too. Thank you.